$60 billion went to criminals. In just one example of fraud, one example of fraud, one individual was able to file an unemployment claim in 29 different states and received over $500,000 in fraudulent benefits. Southeast Missouri Congressman Jason Smith, by the way, strong ties to us here in mid-Missouri. Um, Ashley Emmel, Compass Chiropractic, who you hear sometimes as a guest co-host on the show. She's related to the congressman. Didn't know that. He also went to Mizzou. Uh, this was at a hearing where they were talking about fraud. Remember a couple years ago when they said, hey, we're just going to start throwing this money around willy-nilly. There were some of us that said, hey, we get what you're trying to do. And what you're trying to do is take money out of my wallet and give it to everybody else, in effect. But, like, fraud and so, oh, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be uh, and, John, some of the cases we've even heard on a local level, big case last week, Callaway County, Springfield. There was a, I mean, we're hearing these stories left and right about fraud. Stephanie, how do you tell someone I told you so? You don't, I guess. Well, you try to. <laughs> or you, go, <laughs> you like to do it. You go, don't. Uh, joining us now on the show, Congressman Jason Smith. Thank you so much for joining us here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Uh, which number or two stuns you the most when it relates to fraud with uh, with COVID relief funds? Wow, that's a <laughs> that's a that's a tough question. Um, as you know, we suspected fraud for a long time, and for the last several years, when the Democrats were control of the House of Representatives and the Senate, we kept asking for oversight. We wanted to look into it. So the first committee that I did in Washington, the first hearing I did in Washington, D.C., was an oversight hearing to look into the unemployment fraud. And right now, the IG report says that at the minimum, there's $191 billion, with a B, of fraud. And there was $878 billion spent in the entire program. But they are projecting that it could be as high as over $400 billion. So you're looking at almost half of it. We found one person. One person that claimed unemployment in 29 different states that added up to more than a half a million dollars. That's crazy. And then there's millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars that we've located that came from people outside of the United States that that pierced in and fraudulent got this money. So we got a lot of work to do, and I hope the Department of Justice works with us. And what kind of work our guest, Congressman Jason Smith, here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri's and the Ways and Means Committee, widely considered Missouri's third uh, U.S. Senator. So what can we do? I mean, at this point, what, what do we do about it? Right now, there's a pandemic prosecutor. In fact, he resigned in December, and there's an acting one. We actually requested for him to come to the hearing. They have recovered a couple million dollars, but we're talking about hundreds of billions that needs to be recovered. We're working on legislation right now that we're going to push out of the House Ways and Means Committee that actually will incentivize states. If you incentivize states to recapture some of this unemployment fraud, we'll let them keep 25%. Um, this is a way that we can help the states, but we can also go after the bad actors. And so if we in, empower those 50 states and, and our, our territories, 
I think we can be able to recover a lot of it because the Department of Justice has been behind the switch. And if they would actually come before our committee and 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 tell us what they're doing, that would be nice. Congressman, we always appreciate your time. You chair the Powerful Ways and Means Committee. It doesn't get any more powerful than that. Maybe, I guess you could argue, certainly Speaker McCarthy and maybe Comer, but you're right up there with them. And that's a huge perch. Two-part question. The governor in his State of the State address talked a lot about daycare and he talked about there's a lot of people who want to work but the daycare costs so you're going to meet with the governor today if you could kind of share some insights i know you can't give details at least some topics you'll talk about and what is the status of that child tax credit that you say the democrats dismantled what's the status of that because this ties in with what the governor talked about i'll tell you brian we are truly blessed to have governor parson um and And to work at the federal level with your state lawmakers and with our governor, it's like a hand in glove. I'm very blessed with the relationship that I have with the governor and with what I have with the Speaker of the House and the leader of the Senate and all our state lawmakers. It's so crucial for the people of Missouri that we have this because that creates the opportunities when it comes to highway funding projects, whether it's the projects we've done in off of I-70 over the years or I-44, maybe a four-lane Highway 63 in the future would be really, really nice. So when you look at infrastructure and being able to work with the, your state partners, that's important. But when you talk about the 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 issues that that the governor raised in regards to the child tax credit, what was so unfortunate, Brian, and back in the, the, quote, the COVID bill that they spent $2 trillion with, it was everything but COVID, they dismantled the child tax credit. I've been the sponsor of the legislation to double the child tax credit for years now. So this is something I really care about. It, it helps deliver for working class families, which is the majority of Missourians that, that we represent. And they took the work requirement off. And by taking the work requirement off, which was always in place, only 1.6 million people returned to the workforce all of the year 21. Well, when that work requirement provision expired at the end of December 31st, just in the month of January and February of 2022, 1.7 million people returned to work. Work requirements in, in federal programs work, whether it is welfare work requirements or whether it's a child tax credit. And I believe we can find common ground with the the Senate Democrats in an expanded child tax credit as long as work requirements are there, because that will help with the labor shortage more than anything. That will get people back to work and that will help single mothers. He sits on the powerful Ways and Means Committee. He represents a good portion of our listening area in southeast Missouri. Congressman Jason Smith joins us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Congressman, in a recent interview, uh, you were asked about health care and health care reform on Capitol Hill, and you used the, the phrase aggressive oversight. What do you mean by that? Well, there's, there's <laughs> for one, there's been zero oversight for the last couple years. Whenever you look at health care system and what we have uncovered, you know, everyone talks about CRT in schools. We're seeing CRT in health care reimbursement. People should not be reimbursed differently because of their race. It should all be based on quality of care. This is what we've uncovered with HHS. That is something you have to be aggressive of. And oversight from the perspective, my, the committee ways and means has jurisdiction over non-for-profit hospitals. 
And as you've seen in St. Louis, there's been a lot of interest in the Children's Hospital, which is a non-for-profit hospital, in some of the activities they're doing. And I think as ways and means, you have to pay attention to all aspects to make sure that government dollars and non-for-profit dollars are being expunged the right way and that leadership at those institutions are doing the right thing. But the most important thing about healthcare is, is that we have access. I represent people in Southeast Missouri where we have not one physician in a county. You can go two hours to hit one hospital to another. My hometown of Salem all the way to Popular Bluff, there's not a hospital. That's two hours of drive time. That's why people don't live in their lifespans, not as high in rural areas as they are in urban areas. We have to have access to care. And then we need to look at affordability, then transparency. What do we need to know about the farm bill? What's coming and what are you going to be particularly looking at? A lot of provisions. When you look at the farm bill, it's extremely important for our state. Our state, um, the number one industry is agriculture. I represent the most diversified ag aspects of our district where we have corn and cotton and rice and peanuts down in the boot hill. Um, watermelons. So we have to make sure that the farm bill works for farmers. We need to make sure that the farm bill allows us to only incentivize our supply chains. Right now, we're at a war with China. We need to make sure we have food security. We need to make sure that we have energy security and also healthcare security. Um, and the farm bill can help with the food security and the energy security provision. So G.T. Thompson, the chairman of the House Ag Committee, I have been working with him um, very aggressively to help deliver the right, the right policies that will help our farmers and our agribusinesses in, in Missouri. All right, Congressman Jason Smith's new CPI numbers, consumer price index numbers just coming out this morning. They still suck. The administration is going to thank you, Houseworth. The administration. Our goal is to make our news director giggle once once yes. every morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Uh, but the administration can say, see, look, it's it's not so bad. It's the same as it's 6.4%. It is still bad. I know recently uh, in uh, the first hearing of the Ways and Means Committees, you kind of had an opportunity as you've been listening and folks across America. Some of the, a real story here before we let you go, because I want people to know, especially our, our new listeners to talk radio, our younger audience, people that voted for Biden are standing around going, WTH, what happened? What happened? As we try to explain these things in very simplistic terms about what's happening, I try to let people know uh, 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 we're not like the old guy in the front yard in the bathrobe waving a newspaper complaining about today's state of affairs. These things that are happening to people, these are real. A story or two that you've heard recently as it relates to the inflation under the Biden administration. I'll tell you, the very first committee hearing that I had as Ways and Means chairman was not in Washington, D.C. It was last last week in West Virginia. We went to Appalachia in Petersburg, West Virginia, to hear from real Americans, coal workers, small business owners. I can tell you, Ashley Bachman, who is a mother of three, she owns a restaurant called Cheetah Bees. She testified before our committee. And what she told us is that she survived COVID and that was a difficult crisis, but the the inflation crisis that she's facing now is even that much worse. 
She said her propane for cooking has doubled. Her rent has went from 2000 to 4500 She can't hire people to work because they're being paid more to sit at home and get a government check than they are to actually work. These are the real issues. This is the real state of the economy. Apparently, Joe Biden, when he gave a State of the Union, all he talked about was hotel fees and airline tickets. The people who I represent in Southeast Missouri, some of them have never been on an airplane because they can't afford it. Some of them have never even been to St. Louis. Joe Biden is out of touch with real Americans. Inflation's gone up 14.7% since Joe Biden's taken the oath of office. And you know what that means to all your listeners? That's two months of their paycheck over the last two years that just was eliminated because of the increased cost of goods to put food on their table, clothes on their backs, and gasoline in their cars. That's what real Missourians are facing. That's what real Americans are facing. And that's who we're going to have before the Ways and Means Committee to find solutions to their problems. Well, and I'll tell you, for people listening, the biggest thing that people down there don't have, some of them don't even have a hospital in their district, so they, they don't have cars. It's the poorest district in the state very very disheartening to hear how poor your district is gotta cut it there congressman jason smith and by the way thank you for that explanation and making that real it's like it's two months salary thanks for making that real what that means when we talk inflations when we talk about what's happened uh since joe became president congressman jason smith rep southeast missouri chair of the ways and means committee always appreciative of your time sir anything that we can do for you you let us know Appreciate it, sir. Look forward to talking with you next time. All right. Anytime. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Time for the Morning Bell business news with a little twist that only Stephanie Bell can give you. All right. Today we are learning that inflation has is easing to 6.4%, but the pace of the moderation is slowing. So it's not coming down as fast as some had thought it might, um, but it is down somewhat. Of course, it's still... What what I hear you saying? It's still bad. Six point four is not great, uh, and in that way, uh, stock futures this morning are down. But in honor of Valentine's Day, uh, Wells Fargo thought, "Hey, as a big bank, we've got some relationship uh, advice to offer." Um, and so Wells Fargo was pointing out some of the biggest red flags in relationships. So if you are celebrating with your sweetie today, you might uh, hesitate if you see any of these things. So this is um, coming from a bank relationship. Things that we could be looking out for. Financial secrecy is number one. So if for whatever reason, uh, if you start to talk about finances and there's any hesitation um, about talking about finances, uh, separate accounts. Brandon, have, did you have joint my, accounts, separate accounts? Uh, my first marriage, separate account, because uh, I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I gave money like here, you know, here I'd write but a check. But maybe you didn't want her seeing what, where all your money was going. Yeah, financial secrecy is way up there. Uh, they also said just income, you know, talking about income is important, but more about how people kind of spend. Uh, they said, you know, you could have an unattractive frugality. Um, so even if you make a lot of money, like if you don't tip well and other things, there can be, even if you're, you know, so high income isn't just necessarily a great thing. It's more about, you know, spending wisely. Um, they said also people who spend out of control um, can uh, can be doing so from a, from a red flag type of place. They said they can be doing it from either insecurity, trying to overcompensate for something, or they can be using the money to try to control you. You know, they pay for everything and then they expect things in return and say, you know, you're, you can't do this. These You can't live this lifestyle without me. Um, and so they said if people are spending their way, their money in a way, you know, that 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 yeah. tries to control you, red flag. 
Oh, I have a, a good friend of mine, and I, I don't know if it's accurate or not, but I think sometimes when he gets bored, because he's con- he kind of reminds me of you. Always, there's always something. Some let's do let's let's do that, and and like when there's a a lull, maybe uh-huh. I, he like wants to buy stuff like properties and vehicles. At least that's my take. I've never shared it with him before because he's never asked. <laughs> but that's my take. I mean, it's a fun hobby, sure. shopping, spending, yeah. as long as you do it wisely and you, you're you're open and transparent with it, with your significant other about it. Um, they said, you know, pressures to keep up financially if you're in two different places and they're constantly pressuring you to keep up when maybe you don't have the means, um, then, you know, that kind of pressure is a, is a red flag. And then also debt. And so, yeah, if they're unwilling to talk about the debt situation um, or maybe they have too much debt, that that can be a red flag. And I I would guess, too, in a relationship and when you're in a significant relationship, like when you all see it's working out, like there comes a point in time when maybe you have to start sharing. Hey, how much do you make a year? How much do you make a year? Sometimes. How much are your student loans? (laughs) This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Man, they they don't like us in Philadelphia. They don't like us so much, man. Uh, that's audio from the Philadelphia Eagles fans after they lost the other night. Who goes out? I had never seen this before. Now, growing up as a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals, I remember 82 when we went crazy in the streets of St. Louis in a good way. Uh, and I've seen this over the years. You know, you win, and sometimes people don't know how to handle themselves whenever your city wins a championship on a professional level. And I can't recall offhand, Marsh, is it common that, like, then when you lose? I mean, these people were going. As a matter of fact, there was a group of people. They fell through the top of a, a, a bus stop, a glass bus stop, and they were bouncing up and down on top of a glass bus stop in Philadelphia. And guess what happens? They <laughs> crashed right through it. Um but I've never seen like what I saw after the Philadelphia Eagles uh, lost to our Kansas City Chiefs. I've never seen people get out and, and celebrate. They were pretty wound up, weren't they? Yeah, they got wound up. But I will go back to, again, these are the same sports fans who uh, one time threw snowballs at Santa Claus. And that's a true story. They but. did. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Uh, that was at, I believe, a, may have been an Eagles game. I'm going from memory. Eagles, I think it was an Eagles-Cowboys game. Yeah, threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Hit him. I mean, we're talking about from the upper deck. And then I do recall, Brandon, uh, in the 80s, Batteries being thrown from Veterans Stadium at the uh, at the players in, in the field. I mean that is just uh, that is obviously poor. Now I don't think that's all the fans, but boy, when that stuff happens, it really reflects poor. But um, um, it's again, they have nothing to be ashamed of. That team was right there. You could make the argument should have won. They didn't win, uh, and they've got a lot of a lot of talent coming back. I do think as far as tomorrow that parade. The traffic, I can only imagine the traffic for that event, and they have budgeted the city as the city of taxpayers are going to come up with $750,000 to help pay for that. I hope that's enough in terms of getting traffic control because who knows how many people will be at that parade tomorrow uh, in Kansas City. Starts sixth and grand, new time, noon time, ends at uh, Union Station. Welcome into the show. It's Wake Up Mid Missouri. Of course, Mr. Brian Houseworth is here. Thank you, and it's a good interview, by the way, with Congressman Smith. That Congressman. 
of Jason Smith. By the way, if you miss this stuff, you can always go to our websites, kwos.com and 939theeagle.com. As a matter of fact, we post like all the good stuff, the podcast, like commercial free. You can go and check out Wake Up Mid-Missouri On Demand. You can listen to the show in its entirety and sometimes separately. We'll take some of our conversations with these folks and we'll post those separately. But you can go to the go to the website. You'll find that stuff on there. Stephanie Bell is here. Good morning. And Mr. John Marsh. I'm thinking back to when the uh, Philadelphia fans booed Donovan McNabb. Brian. That's the one I remember. Remember that, Brian? I remember that from Syracuse, <laughs> and he took that team to four Super Bowls. Exactly. And, and Andy Reid, you know, uh, look at how many times Andy Reid lost, in, in, but he got there and he never gave up. I just, uh, I think that, yes, the fans did boo McNabb, and McNabb did everything but win a Super Bowl. It was right after he was drafted. And yeah, I mean, he's I know. A great, a great, talented player. Never got the, I, I think, I think very underrated, but that's just that kind of behavior. I don't know, arguably, arguably still maybe the best quarterback the Eagles ever had. Um, you'd have to put him up there with Jaworski. I think Jaworski would have to be up there if for no Randall other reason. Randall Cunningham. And Randall Cunningham, too. But no, McNabb was really good. And really I like was. that. Don't ever give up. I used to have something set, on my, uh, set at my desk, and it was a picture of a, of a stork, I guess, eating a frog. And the frog is grabbing the 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 stork by the now the ostrich by the neck like this. I remember, remember the T-shirt. Yeah, there's a T-shirt, and it's the frog who's about to be devoured by this this stork, but is choking the stork by its neck. Saying, "Wait, is it a stork or an ostrich? You've said both." It was a bird with a long neck <laughs> and a beak. <laughs> a and flamingo. It, yeah, <laughs> Kennedy frogs. It was an eagle. It's a Philadelphia yeah. eagle. <laughs> and it was choking this bird and the. Th- don't ever give up. That's I'll a great it. point, and I—I I mean, uh, I remember seeing that. Um, you could make the argument in sports, um, in politics. Ronald Reagan in '76 was up in the balcony at Kemper Arena in Kansas City. Had lost the nomination to Gerald Ford, and the announcer on national television. I remember him saying, "The sun is setting on Ronald Reagan's political career." Four years later, yeah, four years later, is is president, but he did not. He did not give up. You could make the same art. Jimmy Carter did not give up. I mean, it's just that's a great, great point. Now there is a Gary Nolan. Gary Nolan shows here weekday mornings at nine o'clock. As a matter of fact, I can't wait till he gets a hold of these consumer price index numbers that came out this morning. Stephanie Bell telling us just minutes ago in her uh, morning Bell report that it still sucks. <laughs> the numbers are still. Are are still bad. Can't wait till Gary Nolan gets a hold of those. But there's something that he plays on his show once in a while. It's it's from Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe is the guy who does uh, dirty job mm-hmm. or yeah dirty jobs, yeah. and he's he's got like this five minute kind of opinion piece, and he likens it to one of those TV shows like American Idol, where people say, "Oh, so you didn't make, but but don't give up on your dreams. If you want to be a singer, by George, you can be a singer." And Mike Rowe just says. But there's a good chance you can't. And you, it sounds kind of dismissive and demeaning, but there's a fine line in there. And he, he's right. Like, if I, if I was a kid and I said, I want to be an NBA player, I want to be the great. There comes yeah. a point where I have to be realistic. Yeah. Well, it comes from Mike Rowe, too, the guy who spent his career up to his waist in elephant poop. You know, I mean. <laughs> Every little kid's dream. But, yeah, I mean, when we were about to send our kid to school and they're like, oh, if you hold him back, he's going to be, you know, really good in sports. He's going to be big. And I'm like, have you seen us? Like, that ship's already sailed. Like, we're small people. Like, we can help hold the poor kid back. But, like, the kid's never going to be NFL, you know, NFL size. Like, 
you just got to come to terms with that. I saw something recently online and it was similar because like uh, Hannah's generation is all obsessed with man- manifestations, right? Like if you just speak it, speak it, <laughs> words it, have life. It shall be true. And so, you know, you're supposed to wake up and, and there's this thing, what is it called? Like lucky girl syndrome or some lucky girl manifestations. And you're something just, like that. Supposed to be like, Look your, look at yourself in the mirror every morning and be like, I'm so lucky. Everything I want just comes to me. And then they're like, and things just magically happen for me or whatever. And this mom gets on and she's like, I I knew I knew better. And I, I felt stupid when I said it in the mirror. And I should have said, you know, I'm so lucky. Everything good happens to me. And I should have been like, JK, like just <laughs> called myself on this BS, right? And, uh, and she said like literally everything in her whole day went wrong. Like just wrong orders, like little kid potty training accident, everything else. And she's like, you know what? I'm just negative Nancy from now on. I don't believe in this garbage, you know? And so I do, I think there are certain times where, you know, you can want it and you can believe it and you can say it to yourself in the mirror, but, um, you know, hard work's important, but there are limitations. Right. There's a reality, I think is what we uh, call it. Uh, There's producer Hannah. You know what? Actually, we keep talking about these Philadelphia Eagles fans who one time uh, threw snowballs at Santa Claus. You know, that was maybe that's. You know, it could have been me. I mean, it's not a stretch. We love we love to uh, chide our friend Stephanie Bell because she's. Uh, I'm just ahead of the times. I really am because there's another trend going on online called de-influencing. The Wall Street Journal has an article about it today. And there's all these influencers out there, and they're like, buy this, buy this, buy this. Well, now they're into this thing of don't buy this, don't buy this. And I'm like, it's like Stephanie's hate list. I've been de-influencing for like a year now, and now all the influencers are caught up with me and are saying, this thing really sucks. (laughs) Don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, Welcome to the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We are getting some rain today, and then by the time we get towards the latter part of the week, a chance of maybe rain and snow by Thursday, 35. Uh, right now, checking in at 49 degrees. It's wild. Don't mean it's to like be a... like 60 yesterday. It was beautiful. I went outside for a walk. It was incredible. 250,000 of us Missourians recently tried doing this. Breaking the law. <laughs> and and betting, <laughs> betting illegally on the, on the Super Bowl. So uh, there's a company out there called GeoComply. They kind of check where you're you know, where your device is, and, and they try to locate your, pinpoint your location, um, because certain things are legal in states, and they're illegal in other states. So, uh, apparently, there were about, yeah, a quarter million people in Missouri trying to illegally bet on the Super Bowl. So, they would get on to one of those online uh, sports things, and I don't know uh, really how it works, but I guess it starts asking for info, and maybe before you even have to enter a zip code or anything, it knows, hey, you're in a state where sports gambling is... Uh, is illegal and what's remarkable you look at some of these maps because it's a whole thing where they can track who's it's like, <laughs> like most anything on the by the way it's not just tiktok uh it's spot anything can 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 get your info but to see like where people are gambling where they're doing some of these things it's kind of fascinating so was it was it pennsylvania or, or ohio, ohio. That recently legalized sports betting, and they have like on their LinkedIn, they have a time lapse, and you can see the little pinpoints of everybody in Ohio uh, on like the first day of their sports betting. It's really fascinating. Anyway, while we're talking about things online and social medias, can I give 
kudos or mention what the Ashland Police Department is doing on Facebook <laughs> right cute. now. They're so creative. I, I love them. It's it's uh, it's a pretty cool post on the uh, Facebook page for uh, Ashland. It's the uh, Ashland Police Department. Maybe we'll cover that in Leftovers. And I want to compliment one of the things I do want to do today in Leftovers. I, I want to compliment a, uh, a state agency uh, yesterday. Let me guess, not the Department of Revenue. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Enjoy. Things we didn't get a chance to get to on the show today. I want to sneak these in before we get into my dad's favorite show here on the radio station. That's the Gary Nolan Show Leftovers. Some of the things we didn't get a chance to get to on the uh, show this morning. We want to mention what the Ashland Police Department is doing on there. I, I, I love it for a couple of reasons. It made me smile. It made me giggle. And it is bold. I love it. Uh, there's a post up. It's a Valentine's Day card from the Ashland Police Department to the community. And it's got the guy. He's got, uh, I don't know which officer this is. Anyway, he's got uh, the radar gun. And it says, making hearts skip a beat. And it's got hearts all over it. Uh, a radar gun will make your heart skip a beat. And I just want a couple. Yeah, I just went to, I listened to a lecture and it was about um, infusing humor into the workplace. And, yeah. and you know, you can be very serious and some people that are famous for this, like in serious situations, Albright, like Ronald Reagan is famous for like using humor to kind of ease tension. And so even though, you know, police departments and things are very serious, I always like that the Ashland Police Department can have a sense of humor while still, you know, doing a good job, keeping us safe. Um, because they say like, as we get older, like we laugh less and like just this, this gave you and I both the giggle when we saw it and it's, it's nice to see i'll go back to the innocence of a child think about the things that make kids laugh mm -hmm. you know those things and then we get to be adults like and, fart jokes yeah no actually i think that that, that applies <laughs> why is it that even into adulthood that can still make people uh still make people laugh all right someone who wasn't laughing this cheerleader we were talking about philadelphia fans uh apparently this was at alabama uh alabama a&m and Mississippi Valley State. And so not Alabama. No. And not Miss Ole Miss, but like some second or third tier. As it relates to college athletics, second or third tier. It was a basketball game. This guy was like stepping out of bounds under the basket to do like an inbounds pass. And the gal was doing like a jump. And he stepped into her path and clearly bumped her. Um, and she was not happy about it. And so on the next play, they come back down to her side of the court. Um, the play ends and she walks out onto the court and kind of like, hey, bro, like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she uh, got kicked out and was escorted out by security. <laughs> Apparently, you're not allowed to walk out. Lane on the violation. Court. <laughs> so she got ejected. Uh, and it turns out the game was really amazing and kind of like the Mizzou game ended in a buzzer beater. So they said, you know, a lot of fireworks for them. She was upset. There's video <laughs> on there and she was upset like that dude got in her space and it was not intentional or anything. And like she did everything. Everything except for that three finger snap that some women do when they get upset like oh no you didn't like she went full on like how dare you step off the court and get into my business here in the middle of a basketball game I mean she went and then you can hear some of the the play-by-play -play guys kind of like man the coach is ill and what's wrong with the coach and there's like a couple of students whose turn it was to to uh, uh, do play-by-play -play for the game but you can hear her in the background like uh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Do people in real life actually do the three snaps? I've seen it. I think I've seen my <laughs> yeah. six-year-old try to do it. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, you got anything for leftovers? Mm. No. 
Uh, no. Cleaned off your plate. What about you, Marsh? Yes, I do. <laughs> Have a sheriff from Michigan, Sheriff Troy Goodenough, that's his name, said uh, his official Valentine's Day weekend special would include you ratting out your former significant other to his department for the weekend special, which would include a set of limited edition platinum bracelets, free transportation with a chauffeur, one night minimum stay with luxurious accommodations, professional glam shot that may be posted online for all to enjoy, and wake up in the county jail. And, p- and pending charges. And when there's some, uh, by- sorry, John, you're getting upstaged by a flower bouquet that was just delivered know, to the I studio. See, I see that? What on earth is this? Who sent this? I don't know who sent it, but Brian Hansen delivered it. I don't know if that says it's anything. From Brian. That's cute. Uh, Stephanie just got a bouquet of uh, flowers. Who's it from? It's pretty. Uh, I don't know. There's no name on the card? No. Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully Mr. Bell isn't listening. Right. <laughs> Will it's you? not Mark Ellinger. He's too cheap. <laughs> it's cute. Uh, well, happy uh, Valentine's uh, Day. Thanks. It's quite the bouquet. It smells nice, too. Now, it nice. didn't just get awkward in here, did it, with you getting flowers <laughs> from somebody that we don't know who they're from? It's cute. I thought it would be a wholesome moment to have Brian bring it in, and now I think I uh, made it awkward. <laughs> Let's just sit here for the next minute and 30 seconds in silence. No. <laughs> to, to make it even more awkward. An uncomfortable silence. While we wait for the Gary Nolan show. Cute. Oh, look. Somebody just brought something for Brandon. Uh-oh. It's a free Taco Bell coupon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, we cannot. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Listen, I'm going to start getting text messages from the bosses asking why we're going silent and off the air. And you can tell them, well, we went silent because we had a real awkward moment on the show this Look morning. Look how pretty it is, though. One of our it's members so got flowers, and we don't know who they're uh, from. Uh, no, before we do, uh, before we leave, I do. I want to compliment uh, a state agency. Uh, I, I actually heard this on the. So I've been noticing for.